0: This episode is brought to you by Margie Lamb, health coach and founder of Healthy and Hustlin. Are you fed up with the dieting and the seemingly contradictory health advice out there? Do you want to feel great in your body and accomplish your goals in a way that's empowering and not overwhelming? For me, the answer was an easy yes. Five years ago, I was pushing 200 pounds. I worked out twice a day and counted my calories. I didn't really see a movement on the scale, nor my body type. So I decided to check my ego and call up a health coach. Margie, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, works with each client as a guide and mentor to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that will help you reach your health goals. She offers free one-hour initial consultations. To learn more, visit her website, www.healthyandhustlin.com. That's www.healthyandhustlin.com and hustling, spelled out H-U-S-T-L-I-N dot com. Thank you so much for tuning in to Defining Moments Podcast. Get on social media. Find us on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast, on Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. We're on all sorts of podcasting platforms from Google to iTunes iHeartRadio to Spotify. Search Defining Moments podcast. Like it, subscribe to it. We're also on YouTube so you can see the video edition. Search the Finding Moments podcast. Like it, subscribe to it if you believe in it. And no matter what, show some appreciation today, every day, because someone is always rooting you on. Imagine being a D1 student athlete, playing the sport that you love, having the time of your life. My name is Wong Lam, your host of Defining Moments Podcast.
1: My name is Margie Lam, the editor and producer of Defining Moments Podcast. The thing that you're going to enjoy most about this episode is Sam's enthusiasm for life and his attitude in the face of adversity.
0: When we talk about adversity, I remember going on Twitter and seeing a hashtag Sam Strong. I immediately focused in on that hashtag and I was scrolling through it. It led me to meet up with Sam Humphreys. I tweeted him a few times, he tweeted back. I saw the story, I invited Sam to the podcast. So how does Sam Humphreys deal with this adversity? How did his mom and dad help him? What kind of shout out did he get from Lil Wayne? What about Skip Bayless? How do all, all these big names tie into this?
1: Sam, we appreciate your time and coming on the podcast. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoy this one.
0: Sam, we appreciate you, man. We'll be rooting you on. We'll see you on tour. Welcome back to the Finding Moments podcast. My name is Wong Lam, and today's very special guest is a cancer survivor, a red church senior at the University of Missouri Kansas City golf team, Sam Humphreys. Welcome to the podcast. brother, man. man? <laughs> oh so glad to have you i don't know if you remember this you probably don't because you have a bunch of followers and i'm just one of them <laughs> but i remember a hashtag is called it was hashtag sam strong it Absolutely. was last year sometime and i was intrigued so i followed you and then we started talking now and every so often and i would just kind of track your progress man mm-hmm. so how are you doing today
1: everything's 100 yeah. percent. i just had my checkup yesterday before i go back to school and um, everything is, I'm um, cancer-free, as healthy as can be, so yeah. just thank God and knock on wood. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But seriously, um, it's just such a blessing, but yeah. it's kind of surreal still that, that a year ago, like, it's not very good. <laughs> but, I know, man. Yeah, so, but honestly, just kept faith. and
0: Yeah. Take us through that about a year ago. What yeah. what happened? How did this all come about?
1: Um, so basically, I got home um, for summer and I played in the, or I was getting ready to play in the uh, Oklahoma State stroke play in Tulsa at Tulsa Country Club. And um, I was on the range hitting balls with my dad and, uh, and, we at ochi you can drive your cart kind of to the back of the range and he was sitting in the cart watching me hit balls and mm-hmm. um i'd laid a club on the cart and he backed it up backed up the cart and the club fell down and i just kind of stepped on the face of the club the thing i've done a million times to pick it up you know yeah and it came up and hit me in a bad spot but like it it hurt for like three more days yeah, that was on a wednesday and so then on a friday night i I was like, I can't take it anymore. It's a really bad pain. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the doctor's office and they seemed really like, like I figured they would be like, oh, like it's nothing, you know, it'll go away in a couple of days. And it wasn't like that. They they like made me do all these ultrasounds and made me go in and do all these different tests. And I was there for like four hours and then um, they were like, well, we need to call a specialist, but it's Friday night and we're not going to be able to get a specialist till Monday. Um, but I was planning on playing in the Tulsa, um, the state stroke play in Tulsa that Mm -hmm. weekend. And so they just gave me a bunch of pain pills and I went up into Tulsa and (laughs) I finished seventh in the state stroke play. It was pretty good, but, but it was, but I was in so much pain and I was like, this isn't right. And so, um, my dad actually got a call from the doctor when I was playing and they were like, we need to see you. And, um, that was kind of the first thing that God kind of set in line was mm. um uh the doctor charles mcwilliams um that I, the first doctor that i saw um, the one that told me i had cancer um was a family friend growing up and wow. and so like it, it was straight off the bat i felt at least comfortable and like i was in the right care of people but yeah. um so i went in um and they so they told me um you have to testicular cancer and we're gonna put you into emergency surgery tomorrow and so like that 24 hours i've never done that much praying in my life you know and um and just kind of um i was really really anxious and i remember um going into the surgery um and just like this overwhelming peace of like like god's with me everything's gonna be okay and so I came out of the surgery. I felt great. Um, no, oh, I felt terrible right, yeah, yeah. Not, right after the surgery, but after, <laughs> right, right. after the two week recovery period, which I mean, I couldn't even sit up on my own or walk or anything after that surgery that yeah. people don't realize, like it's, they go through your like kind of abdomen. And so like all those muscles and you can't sit up or walk or anything, but I recovered from it and I had started playing a little golf and getting ready for school again. And, um, then I went in for my six month cat scan and checkup. And they said it had spread up into my lymph nodes and like my belly button area, um, on the right side. And so they were like, well, um, we're going to have to like do four rounds of chemo. And so that was tough to hear. And so like, um, I obviously, um, had to skip a semester of school and from August to November, Mm -hmm. um, from I, so a round of chemo for me was I wake up at seven, it was Monday through Friday and then you get a week off and then a second week off and then you restart. So, oh, wow. um, and it was Monday through, I mean, so on a Monday I would start at 7am and go till one 30 in the afternoon. Um, and just like five bags of chemo and just, I, so I remember, uh, I went from like, like I started at like two 15 and by the end of that um, first Friday, I was like two thirty seven because mm. the steroids that they have to pump into you. But by the end of chemo, I was like one ninety because you can't oh eat my. anymore, and so like it was my body. It was just I tell people it's like feeling like like having the flu and feeling hungover at the same time. Like you just you feel empty and you just want to throw up. But yeah, um, but the crazy part about it is like. I was the happiest I'd ever been like going through all that because like I had such peace about like um finally kind of having a purpose of like like I wanted to wake up every day and show people that, like especially people with cancer that mm. like like you don't have to stop living, you know, like you have Yeah. Um I wanted to show them like you're not a cancer patient, it doesn't define you, you know. It's right. like not everyone's like oh you're cancer or whatever no like it's just the cancer it's in your body you you can live and everything like the doctors told me I wouldn't be able to practice till like December and I was practicing the first week the like the second week after the first chemo like I just I felt like it helped me um they a lot of people would ask like how do you like like keep such a good attitude. I was like, because yeah. I just live like I don't have cancer, you yeah. know. Like, and I feel like that's a big thing. No matter what troubles you're going through, like you, yeah. kind of have to keep your mind on the right stuff and, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of talking, but like that's pretty much what happened. And I had so much support,
0: and it's just a surreal thing that happened in my life. But, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a strong mindset. Yeah. number one, I I couldn't imagine. And I can't say I understand because I've never, no, you know, I've gone through that or, you know, I've had my, my grandmother went through cancer mm-hmm. and some chemo treatments, et cetera. But that mindset that you have, you know, how do you translate that from the hospital bed getting injections? How do you transfer that into onto the golf course? <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, it, you, you definitely do somewhat, um, but what I've found is it makes golf seem a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not to say that it's not important because it is really important to me. But, um, but I found myself when I was going through chemo and having the surgery and everything, like the big tournaments that I was like really preparing for and everything, like I wouldn't even know who won them. You know what I mean? And like when real life hits, like it, it really shows you like, um, like there's a bigger purpose, you know, mm-hmm. but you can't, you, I definitely have translated it onto the golf course, but like, um, mainly it's just like a thing of you have to believe in yourself and fight, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and, um, and just, I feel like the main thing that I learned from it is you just have to continue on and live each day. Um, to the fullest because mm-hmm. you don't know when yeah and like anything can happen and yeah. that's kind of what i um thought about the day before that surgery and the day before the chemo and everything like like we're just gonna have to live today you know what i mean yeah. and just yeah. and just kind of um be the best i can be today yeah and so like that's kind of the mindset
0: i take to the course now so man that sounds like yeah. the mindset you take into life for the rest of your life now yeah yeah you know you go and uh you you, pro- you speak about it I and mean, yep. you're quite open about it. Yeah. And I, I see your tweets and you, know, you and your girlfriend are yep. uh, you guys are the power couple because she lost 37 pounds recently <laughs> through yep. workouts and changing yep. her habits and et cetera. So
1: yeah, she's really supportive too. But, um, yeah, I mean just everything in life, just taking that mindset, it, it definitely helps. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So. That's crazy, man.
0: Yeah. So going through, your process of chemo radiate or chemotherapy i don't know if you did any radiation i didn't do any radiation just just chemo yeah just chemo injections yeah and um how about after the second round of chemo so
1: the first round i was like this is okay like kind of like it's not all it's cracked up to be you know but at the same time like i was like the steroids were still able to kind of block everything because it wasn't all consuming my body and killing my cells and everything. Mm-hmm. The second round was a little bit harder. I didn't like throw up or anything until the the third round. And then I just remember like on Sundays, what trying to watch football with my dad and I couldn't stay awake. And, yeah. and then the fourth round was just like, I don't even remember much because yeah. I just, slept a lot and wanted to block it out like that's when like i honestly felt like this like it could kill me you know what i mean like the just the chemo i mean it's it's poison and it's killing your cells and i'm like this is just brutal but um but i mean i just commend anyone that goes through it because it's really really hard but you have to keep a mindset of like you're strong you know Mm -hmm. so
0: were there ever times when, let's just say, your dad broke you the news? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how the news was broken, but I'm sure there's some times when your mom or dad were they were feeling down. Mm-hmm. You probably could see it in their by language, maybe their tone. How did you pick them up?
1: Well, it, my mom never showed it to me, and like face to face at yeah. all. I knew she was struggling with it because obviously, right. like, um, she loves me, but um, but she was the one making me strong because she was having to take care of me like i was a kid again Mm -hmm. you know and doing everything for me because i couldn't do it on my own and she was the best caretaker i could ever ask for yeah and my dad was just there every single day like would do anything just to hang out with me and make me feel normal and so like um, without them and a lot of other people like it wouldn't have been able I wouldn't
0: have been able to do it. So yeah. 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 Do you do you think that do you feel like oh you can answer that me. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Do you feel that with your story and you you had cancer and, and you beat it, do you feel some when you were going through that, do you feel like some of your teammates or just people, friends, treat you a little differently, like, oh man, I don't know what to say to them.
1: A little bit. Yeah. Um but at the same time like I feel like a lot of people waited um not waited to say something but a lot of and I'm guilty of it too you kind of um don't tell people how you actually feel about them until they're gone or they have cancer or something and I feel like um in a way I was lucky because people don't people were able to tell me how they actually feel about me and Um, support me and I feel like um, that's another reason that I got through what I got through and Mm -hmm. um, and that's another thing that I kind of wanted to like why I like being open about my story is I want people to be able to um, share those things with the people they love because Mm -hmm. um, you never know when you're not going to be able to share it with them and yeah um, and so you're saying like I guess did they treat me different no I wouldn't say that I would say that they really um just made sure that I was okay you yeah. know and just were good friends and I yeah. had so many of them and people that I
0: didn't even know and
1: yeah um I just thank God for that so yeah yeah
0: yeah well I know that I was rooting you on my wife was rooting you on I I, you. I shared the hashtag and I showed her showed her and I mean we're just we're like obsessively keeping track of like man no you're good i'm sorry no and you're fine man making sure that you're okay and seeing how things were progressing so yeah and honestly i am super honored that you're sitting in the same studio recording this podcast giving us a chance to record the story because you are really busy uh you said part-time golfer on your Twitter book profile. I saw that, so I can joke, respect but that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, because you seem to love golf. You went for yeah. the golf course and now you're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and you talk, your when your quote or your quote you have on there is, um, have faith, succeed, have fun. Yeah. I think it kind of falls in that order. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's, you're a man of faith and yeah. I, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Man, It's amazing. So let's talk about Pro football. Okay, I sent you a tweet last night. <laughs> yep, yep. Are you willing to contribute to the GoFundMe to keep Dak Prescott Cowboys? Yeah, man. He, he's helped us.
1: He's helped us uh, be a contender in the last few years. But no, I, I'm just. I grew up a huge Eagles fan because, right. like, when I was really young, it was like Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens were on the Eagles, and yeah, they uh, and one weekend that we went to OU Texas and the Eagles were playing, the Cowboys. um, And I just kind of wanted to be different and like the Eagles. Mm -hmm. And then I got to know a good buddy of mine named Mike Davis. And I would spend um, a couple weeks of summer there for like seven years or so, like um, going up and staying in Philly. And so like I just got to be a Philadelphia fan. And now I just – I love living around here and (laughs) – giving the Cowboys fans a hard time because
0: yeah because I'm yeah. A, I'm a huge Cowboys okay, fan yeah and so yeah I'm sorry I, no no <laughs> <laughs> people say that quite a bit oh, yeah okay, I'm sorry dude. Yeah. yeah I should say well I guess I'm sorry too but yeah know, whatever dude it, it's it's fun right? yeah absolutely what about golf you got a favorite golfer
1: Tiger yeah Tiger that's it yeah <laughs> he's the reason why I play he made golf cool yeah for kids growing up so yeah um hopefully he's uh he's okay he had to withdraw last week but we'll see how he does this
0: week but yeah i think yeah. he's playing in the bmw this yeah week. he is yeah i, yep. I think I, I read about that yeah have you ever seen him play
1: i've seen him play quite a bit been yeah. lucky enough um obviously my dad did um majors for a long time and mm-hmm. i was able to see him um and quite a few of those and um and there for a while, I just like when I was young, it was right in his prime. And um, that's when I was really starting to love golf. And I just thought he was a robot like he yeah. couldn't do it's I'm on course only just like he couldn't do anything wrong. He was the honestly the greatest athletic performance I've ever seen mm-hmm. when he, Yeah. when he in those early 2000s I'm, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Super, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. I yeah. You talk about Tiger making golf cool again. I, in the same way, I remember what, I'm a soccer player, a mm-hmm. soccer coach. Gotcha. So, I can't even hit the ball well at Top Golf. So <laughs> don't even get me on <laughs> yeah. links. However, golf is a tremendous sport, and the reason why I watched or started watching golf is because of Tiger Woods himself. Man. Yeah. From 97 winnings, the, the Masters and crazy fashion yep to dude you you know how you probably feel when he just won the masters recently this oh year. yeah
1: unbelievable yeah
0: i get just thinking yeah. about that did yeah. you cry i cried dude yeah. i cried too yeah yeah <laughs> it's I,
1: just like it's the greatest comeback story i've ever seen just yeah. from where he was personally and um in golf i mean to come off a of back surgery and golf mm-hmm. like that's the worst thing that can happen <laughs> like yeah. getting to be able to come back in twenty thirteen win player of the year after his personal stuff, and then get hurt again and have mm-hmm. to completely remake everything and the guy's mindset you talk about strong mindsets, he has the best, like yeah by far, yeah, yeah, I agree so.
0: What about you, man? you pro going <laughs> so to I'm going hard
1: I'm going back to school right. this year, um trying to finish it off the right way after last year and so i wasn't able to do that so i decided i wanted to come back and kind of finish it off the right way and so um so i'm going to go back to school this year and then um in may i'm going to turn pro and um wow so i mean it sounds cooler than it is it's more just which tour you can qualify for and yeah um so my goal is to like qualify for the canadian tour and Mm -hmm. do that next summer and if that doesn't work out i'll play adam sewer and um just try to get hot on the white right weeks and get on the web or the corn Ferry tour now and Mm -hmm. um and then pga tour is my dream so wow yeah so well just like i said one day at a time i mean like it's kind of cool that it's like becoming a reality a little bit but i mean i I haven't done anything. So you got to just take it one round at a time and figure it out. So,
0: yeah, when you you talk about one round at a time and you haven't done anything, number one, dude, freaking beat cancer. So (laughs) it's amazing in itself. And when you talk about one round at a time, it reminds me of your chemotherapy. You took one round at a time, one round at a time, and then. Dude, now you're here, you look healthy, you look good. Yep. You look happy. <laughs> you really do. Thanks. Yeah, man. I I can definitely hear it in your voice. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you look really, really good. Thank you. What are some of your morning habits that you have to do now compared to let's say 2 years ago? What do you feel like has changed what are some of your habits? Those
1: habits um <laughs> I I feel like I'm pretty like pretty much the same guy but but at the same time um i'm trying to think of some stuff that's different because really i'm just getting back to normal you know i Mm. mean my habits like um i mean there's nothing that i really do that's out of the ordinary you know what i mean it's uh, it's more of just um i definitely i pray every night like before i go to bed um My faith has gotten stronger. Um, it's really, I, I don't do anything different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like I I see some people that are um, getting up early, working out. Like I I could be, get better at that. I'm. <laughs> there's a bunch of things that I'm not great at. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I definitely I live by my thing of have faith. You gotta have faith first, and whatever I needed to do to succeed today mm-hmm. and get better yeah. and. Um, be successful at what I love, you know. Which right. right now it's golf. It might, yeah. Whatever anybody does, you need to get better at what you love because it might be the last day you ever do it. So you yeah. might as well get like finish it off in style. And so, um, and then you got to have fun. And so yeah. like, and anytime that, um, I have the chance to go have fun with my friends, like I do it because, yeah. I'm like, ex- exact same thing. So yeah, um, basically my I just kind of have a habit of living that mindset you know and so that's awesome um yeah
0: so I like it yeah <laughs> I'm going to get personal here do you do you make your bed no man, you I don't turn that into
1: a habit I turn I should turn that yeah into a habit. <laughs> that's a challenge for you so
0: all right there you go <laughs> when you go pro next May I'm going to tweet you I'm like hey dude, do you make your bed yet in the yeah. morning because I'm interested okay all right <laughs> we'll see all right all right man what uh If there's no social media. Yeah. Who are three people you would want to meet in person or have a phone conversation with? Jesus.
1: Tiger Woods. And. um, And probably I'd have to say my grandpa, because I never really got to talk to him before he had Alzheimer's, Mm. you know, and Uh. so like. I think that'd be really cool. And Jesus, and obviously, that's obvious. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Then, and then, um, and then Tiger, I'd just love to pick his brain about golf yeah. and like everything. And then, yeah, my grandpa. So, yeah, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
0: Do you think you'd be intimidated if Tiger was like, hey, let's go play around?
1: I wouldn't be intimidated. I, yeah. would, I would love it. Yeah. I would just like, cause it would be like playing with the guy that, um you kind of started everything yeah yeah Yeah. so i like it man it would be unbelievable i mean i hope i have
0: the chance to do that one day but i hope um, you do too i bet you will yeah hopefully yeah (laughs) so you seem really laid back man does anything ever tick you off oh yeah a couple things Uh, what what are a couple (laughs) things that tick you off
1: hitting bad golf shots (laughs) yeah i i i I, i'm laid back off the course off the course i'm laid back but i can get pretty intense and that's one thing that cancer has showed me like like a bad golf shot doesn't mean as much it doesn't mean i don't still get upset but mm-hmm. but does it bother me like in my day-to-day life no like yeah. but and off the course i don't know what like maybe people <laughs> I, I this is funny because we were just talking about this because um we were on, i was on a flight the other day and i hate people that just talk loud you know <laughs> like the, <laughs> that might that might upset me like Um, but no, like off the course, I'm really just like laid back, but on the course, if like, I'm just focused, it's just different. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So if you ever, if you ever catch me on the golf course and it might, it might be bad, it might be good, but no, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah. So bad golf shots, people talking loud. Uh, what else? (laughs) Um. People drive super slow in the left lane. Oh, okay. Um, what else? I don't know. There's a bunch <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But. laughs>
0: what are maybe a couple questions you wish people would ask Sam, but they never really ask them?
1: That's tough. Uh, you know, that's a hard one. Um, like i feel like i do i wish one thing that i wish people would ask more to just each other in general is like how are you you know but like really like how are you and i have good and i have really good friends and family that will do that with me especially after everything that happened but i wish people day to day would ask each other like how each other are but like no, really like what's going on no judgment here like Let's talk about it because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times when people go through depression or whatever, they they're suppressing it and trying to figure it all out themselves. And a lot of the times we can't do that. Like, um, like Stuart Scott said, I would watch Stuart Scott's speech from the SVEs before every chemo session, and one of the things he said that stuck out to me was like, when you can't fight anymore let the people that are with you fight for you you know yeah and so like i feel like just talking about things um can really help like each other and i feel like we're in a place in society right now where we're kind of getting away from that because everyone wants to judge each other you mm-hmm. know and yeah. like instead of talk when like when people talk about things they're like oh well that's stupid you know yeah. and oh well you're wrong you know instead of just trying to figure things out and people are afraid to just talk to people and yeah. so you need to have a core group of people that you can just ask like hey how are you like yeah is everything okay you know and i and i honestly i do have that but um but a lot of people don't and it's mm-hmm. kind of one thing that i
0: wish people would do more so yeah yeah that's powerful and that's deep and i agree with you i i i feel like i get tired of the surface level yeah yeah (laughs) oh good man yeah yeah Yeah, i I hit a couple bad shots cool yeah all right we're going for dinner exactly yeah i was like dude dude, really tell me how it is you know yeah how are you doing yeah if it's bad then it's okay yeah let's just talk about it yeah if you don't want to talk about it it's okay too we can move on we can come back to it later when you feel comfortable right yeah man yeah that dude, that how old are you like? Twenty-one?
1: I'm twenty-four now. Twenty four. Okay. Old. You saw,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's such a mature answer for a young man. It really is. In in this day and age, you know. Yeah. It I in my personal surroundings, I, I find it's a it's a rarity to yeah. have that type of depth with people. Yeah. So thank you very much. Yeah. That's that's solid, man. No <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What advice do you have for a young man or woman that is playing high school golf that wants to play collegiate golf? Mm -hmm. What what are a couple of things, what's some advice you'd give them?
1: There's a lot of things that I wish I could go back and change. But the first thing I always say, especially uh, talking about good players in high school um, that are looking to go to college and play, the one thing that I wish I would have worried about less was where I was going to college because I was on a great high school golf team, like probably the best in the country at the time. And I had, um, we had eight guys go D one throughout my four years and my, just my class, we had, um, four guys go to OSU one OU and I went to Tulsa. And and so I wish I would have worried about less where I was going to college because in the end like you're only going to go to one place anyways unless you transfer but at the you're going to only sign at one place mm-hmm. so don't worry about all the other offers that you're getting you know yeah. and i kind of i remember back in the day like i felt less because i wasn't getting as many looks as my buddies but little yeah. like but i was comparing myself to like guys that are top players you know what I mean which is Mm -hmm. that's good in a sense but you can't let it make you feel bad about yourself it's a young guy and but um another thing is don't blame others like it like don't blame your coach if you're not playing don't blame that's one thing I've learned a lot is um like if you're not playing it's your own fault you know what I mean yeah and so like and I feel like in today's society they're just they're quick to transfer, quick Mm. to do anything and, um, just go out there and work hard and get better at what you need to get better at, you know? And, um, and you gotta believe in yourself. Like you can't go to an, you can't go into a tournament, just going to play in the tournament. You have to go trying to win, you know? And I feel like that's one thing that, um, that definitely helped us in high school was, um, we went there knowing we were going to win Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of people went there expecting to lose, which yeah. was like, it's weird to say, like yeah. you wouldn't think that you would go to someone else to go to a tournament and like not think they were going to win, but it's true. It happens, yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. so you have to believe in yourself and, um, but you just have to love it. You, yeah. you just have to get up every day and want to do it, you know? Yeah. So, but and then golf wise, you have to, the thing that I see in high school is their wedge games and distance control. Um They're really like not as good as college players and mm-hmm. college players. Same thing. It's not as good as pros. Yeah. And so, um, I would say worry less about distance, worry more about trying to, um, figure out a way to get the ball and all to yeah. be honest yeah. like because that's all that matters in anyways and i would say worry less about what your swing looks like on video and worry more about what score you put up on the board so mm. but that's just me a lot of people would argue that and say that the swing um there's a lot of technical people right now with um like video and track man and everything and um i think that stuff's great and i use it mm-hmm. but only to an extent like i'm not gonna put it above like my score you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. if i'm gonna if it's working don't don't fix it you see matt wolf right now if he would have fixed it who knows where
0: he would have been but mm. yeah so wow. that's kind of how i look at it but that's awesome yeah. what yeah what do you think you need to work on on your golf game? let's talk about yeah. golf game. since we're on that track what do yeah. you think you need to work on your golf i will, there's always stuff to work
1: on definitely um been driving it well lately um iron play has been honestly better than it's ever been um but i mean after taking a year off i still like putting and short games okay but definitely putting's the weaker part of my game right now but i mean yeah. it's not to say that it's every week but um that's something i've definitely been focusing on lately after yeah. my summer
0: so yeah Yeah,
1: so I I played well this summer, but it could have been a lot better, so, Uh, yeah, so.
0: So, what kind of conditioning do you do for golf, for yourself? As far as, like, working out? Yeah, working out.
1: Yeah, we, so at school, we, um, three days a week, get up at 6 a.m., work out, um, and it's a lot of, so you have, like, a circuit day, and then you have a weights day, and then the last day is cardio, and Mm -hmm. so. Um, there's no real evidence that getting big like helps golf right you know but I mean it helps you physically to look better yeah. you know but like <laughs> like like Brooks Koepka said there like why did you get so big he's like because I think I look better you know yeah. like it's not to hit it farther it's more about right. flexibility to hit it yeah. farther but yeah obviously it does help a little bit but um yeah I would say um more for someone working out for golf it would be you want to work on flexibility and core strength and leg strength we do a lot of squats a lot of core mm-hmm. um that's that's the main things yeah. and the boring stuff you know so yeah
0: yeah the yeah. less flashy stuff but it's it's those type of moments and yeah. workouts that actually will take you a lot mm-hmm. further too yeah right? absolutely yeah mm-hmm. if you're in my shoes in this seat interviewing you what are a couple of questions you would ask yourself? I
1: don't know. Uh, I'm really not sure. Uh, that's a tough one. We yeah. might have to come back to that one. I'll have yeah. to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's all good, yeah. man. How does uh, Sam Humphreys contribute to society? How do you give back?
1: So I feel like I've. That's one thing that really kind of hit me when I went through chemo is, like, it kind of gave me a why of why to live, you know, like kind of inspiring people that, like, it's going to be okay no matter what you're going through. And I feel like that's a big thing. Um, I really, uh, when I get older, I want to kind of set up something for just people with testicular cancer you know because i feel like it's kind of forgot about or like people don't really check for that or people don't really and it's a big problem Mm -hmm. like it's happening and it had the problem is that i find is it happens to people that like are really young you know what i mean like i'm on the older end and -hmm. i would love to like help someone somehow but haven't really figured out a way but uh like, haven't solidified something that I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something when I get out of college, and no matter, um, just whatever it is, but, um, mm-hmm. but day-to-day, giving back to society, I mean, um, I don't know, I just feel like I treat people the right way, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, like, there's sure. nothing, uh, when you ask that question, yeah, maybe some people have, like, a charity or something, like, mm-hmm. and I do, my dad is the president of the First Tee, and I like to work with them sometimes, and, First Eve of Oklahoma City. It's like a um, helping inner city kids learn how to play golf, but also learning the core values, core values of life. But yeah, um, but really, I mean, just day to day. I feel like just treating people the right way and yeah. just kind of having fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I hope that when I come around, people enjoy seeing me smile and like yeah. having fun. You know, like yeah. just and making your day better. You know, yeah. so yeah, there's nothing, nothing huge, but um the little stuff can be big sometimes too so yeah
0: speaking of little stuff and then big i don't think this is little however is big you you met little little wayne yeah (laughs) yeah recently how was that dude? it was
1: awesome so he so my dad's best friend is skip bayless who you may know is on undisputed on fs1 and uh he uh um he had texted um little Wayne, when I first went into surgery and just said, Hey, Sam is a big fan. I've been a big fan of him, his, um, since I was in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and he text little Wayne texted me and called me, um, after surgery and then continued to talk. We continued to text back and forth throughout chemo and everything. And, um, and then skip, uh, two weeks or three weeks ago now um, said, hey, uh, I have a thing that I want to do kind of to celebrate not only your birthday, but like getting over everything. And yeah. Uh, he's like, I have little Wayne coming on my show and I'd love to come or l- love to have you come out and um, kind of hang out with him for a little bit after the show. And so um, the crazy thing to me was when he came in after the show and he was like, we just got to talk and talk about, like, um I got to thank him for inspiring me, but he was so, like, he gave me a big hug, like, he's so, like, the opposite of what you would think he is, mm-hmm. and I already knew that from texting back and forth a little bit, but he's so, like, deep and kind-hearted, you mm-hmm. know, like, and, and he, like, everything about him, like, he went through his song, and I told him that song let it all work out yeah did a lot to me during chemo and he goes that's crazy because that's the song that it took me four years to write and it went through all my dark times and now i'm through them you know wow. and and like he gave me a huge hug after that and just said man like that's when uh that's kind of like when you know that it's impacting someone you mm-hmm. know and so anyway so then after that um we talked for probably 20 minutes or so um after the show and it was great and then he i went to go play golf with Skip after and then he invited little Wayne texted Skip and invited me to go to the show <laughs> that night and so we went to the show that night um and then uh and then midway through the show right before the song let it all work out and can't and can't be broken he um, said I want to give a shout out to yeah. homie Sam and it was just, like he's just like I would consider him like like kind of a friend like that's what friends do like he just supported mm-hmm. me and he um like it's weird that it's li- like Lil Wayne and someone that I like love their music but mm-hmm. but he's just a good guy you know what I mean like yeah. it's I think um like he's just doing what I kind of. Uh, like to do too which is just yeah. kind of inspire other people that that it's all gonna be okay yeah and it was just awesome like he was great yeah couldn't
0: couldn't be better so wow yeah he's a great guy <laughs> dude that's yeah that's awesome yeah because I feel like your family I've never met your mom or dad or uncle but I, I feel like you have a very strong family yeah absolutely, and a very firm belief in uh in Christ. And yep. with that, you are also a strong man and you had this mindset. I don't I feel like there's an aura of energy around you that <laughs> attracts people. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who it is, but you <laughs> attract good people, attract good energy. And so for Skip to do that and then for Lil Wayne to do that. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm really not surprised. I, yeah. I it's phenomenal, man. Yeah. I mean I that's why I started following the hashtag. That's why I started following you on Twitter and Instagram because you were inspiring me. <laughs> yeah, you, you really were. And I was—I told some of my friends about it. And then I told a few of my colleagues today that, hey, I'm taking taking—I'm taking some PT. I'm going to go podcast with this young man. Mm. And, dude, I, I couldn't be any happier, man, because these are the moments that I, I love that we get to be in and we get to definitely share together. Yeah. And we'll have this for the rest of our lives. Yeah. 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 Going back to the question though, yeah. you're in Wong's seat, you're in his shoes. What would he ask, Sam? I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know
1: where are the Thunder gonna go from here. Where I don't know, like what else? Because uh, you love the Thunder, love the Thunder. They're my they're my team. I'm a big basketball fan. If mm-hmm. I could play any sport, it'd be basketball, but I can't. So, <laughs> uh, um. What else? I'm trying to think of just I don't know. My favorite stuff. I don't know. I I there's nothing um big that I can think of that because yeah. we kinda talked about that stuff, you yeah. know, but um I don't know. You'd you'd have to
0: How about going to Augusta National's? How's that?
1: Augusta nationals is awesome. It's the best place on earth. It's yeah. beautiful, it's unbelievable. Um that it's one of my buddies hayden wood his dad was able to play in the masters and he put it the right way he said um when i was a young kid not a believer or anything he goes um when i woke up he he um was able to stay in the crow's nest which is the um bedroom where the amateur gets to stay before Mm -hmm. the masters and and at the course and he goes, I looked out that window and I knew there was a God. (laughs) He goes there he (laughs) goes, That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And so Yeah. It's yeah. It's like talk about an aura. That's that place when you walk in there, it's like you know you're stepping on sacred ground. Like you don't want to do anything wrong. You know? (laughs) So Yeah. yeah yeah
0: i've heard about it i've seen pictures yeah never been there i'd love to go someday you
1: would have to go and go just to see the course the golf the players are just like icing on the cake Mm -hmm. but because you can see the players anywhere but like
0: the course is unbelievable like it's hard to explain yeah (laughs) yeah what's your path forward now as far as what's your outlook going not necessarily five year plan but what do you where do you see yourself besides on the corn Ferry tour
1: yeah i I see myself, just um, you know. It, it's it's funny because I don't really think about that stuff. I think yeah. about like today, but I would have to say like I I see myself playing professional golf and I <clears throat> and um, hopefully just continuing to do what I'm doing now. Like it, that's kind of a question. Like I set goals at the start of the year of things that I want to do. Um, but like, if I don't do what I need to do today, then I'm not in five years going to be where I need to be tomorrow. And I could say, Oh, I could say I'm going to be on the PGA tour or I'm going to be on the corn fairy tour. Or I'm going to be playing professional golf or I'm going to have some great job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I could, I could say any of that stuff, but like, it's not going to mean anything unless I'm doing what I'm supposed to do today and planning for tomorrow but really it's um it's kind of a hard question because yeah. like i don't really think like that yeah. <laughs> you know. No, so, that's awesome yeah. yeah but yeah i would i would but i mean still strong family um good friends I'm, yeah i would assume in the summertime we'll be playing golf and yeah. hanging out by the pool mm-hmm. like just fun stuff you know but um just loving each other you know yeah so. Man, I yeah. love that dude. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I like I said earlier, really, man. I feel like your family's so strong and so close that it's like, guy, I, I gotta meet Mr. and Mrs. Humphrey. <laughs> you know, and yeah. <laughs> hang out with them. Yes. Yeah, so your dad, you said your dad's name. He's Craig. Craig. Yes. So he's a, a sports sports fan, sports animal, right? Yep.
1: yep. Okay. And so he's <laughs> he went. Um, so he he started the sports animal back in well he started sports talk 1340 which was the first sports talk um mm. um in in oklahoma and so um that was after he sold out his part of the wholesale company yeah. and tried his dad told him just do what you love and so he went into sports casting met john brooks john brooks is a famous uh radio broadcaster Mm-hmm. Um, who used to do like OU football and the Blazers and yeah. all, a lot of stuff but and so my dad said okay I'm just gonna go all in and learn how to uh, be on the radio and so he went to John Brooks's broadcasting camp and they went out to a 89ers baseball game and they had a bunch of guys set up there and yeah. and John Brooks said you're good enough to be doing it right now and so he um my dad bought like radio time in the early in the morning at down here in norman um and they ended up being really successful like in the early morning as far as like and then it got a little bigger to 1340 and uh my dad like hired guys like mike steely or jim traver Mm. um, the alish bag like all (laughs) those guys like um came to work for my dad and then they um like sold out to, um, not cumulus, which they are now, but, uh, I can't remember the name of the company, but then that's when they started the sports animal and that's when my dad started his, uh, night or let's see middle of the day show. Yeah. And then, um, and then, so I'll I'll back up and go to the golf and other stuff too in a second. But so basically when the thunder came, um, he did the pregame halftime and postgame for the thunder that's cool um man. and then when bob barry jr died you may remember him yeah uh my dad they wanted my dad to take over for his morning mm. show at nine to noon so my dad did that and it's been good he enjoyed like being able to cover all sports not just the thunder and yeah. but and being able to kind of have vacation time too which was yeah. nice but um and then so back in the day he also would he loved the masters and so he would go to the masters and hold up a pizza box and saying golf fan from Oklahoma uh like just need tickets and he's been since like 85 but he would go in and he found all sorts of ways to get in like he <sighs> he went in as a caddy badge one time got kicked out and then <laughs> but he would go in and just with a regular ticket and then on the pay phone do his report back to the radio station oh wow and he he every year he would go submit tapes to the uh like Augusta like, national media center saying I, w- I would love a media pass and um and showing his reports back and finally uh uh he got a call one day and said you've been a- recommended by augusta national to go on westwood one cbs radio and wow. do-. so he did the majors um early to early to like like Probably two thousand two or three to, um, like two thousand eight. Uh, that's awesome. and he still does the Masters, and but his job was to interview the leaders coming off at of eighteen, and so he got to interview Tiger a bunch because Tiger was leading a lot, and yeah, so yeah. he, it was his stories are unbelievable, but uh, and so that was the golf, and then he also did a bunch of high school football games yeah. for a long time. It was yeah. like the game of the week, so that, it's pretty cool that that's just. He started that when he was like forty five. Yeah, started wow. doing radio, and he was, like forty five. That's so, amazing, Yeah, man. he just said, man. "I love it." But that's kind of what it like. If you find something that you love, yeah, then, and then do it. You know I what I mean? It, because yeah, yeah. like, he didn't just say, "Oh, well, I'm a businessman. I can't do that." Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yeah. So yeah, I was just wondering because I saw your last name, and then I just Donald. It's like, hey, you related to yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. and the former mayor. Humphreys, yep. too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my uncle Kirk. So. Man. Yeah. Awesome. Last question for. Well, I got two more questions. Okay. One is how do we get in touch with you? No cell number. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. At
1: Sam Humphreys34 on everything, Twitter and Instagram. I don't do Facebook. Yeah. I have one, but I'm, I don't do it. Same. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So. All right. I need yeah. you to stare into that camera. <laughs> Sam Humphreys, do you approve this
1: podcast? Uh, I am Sam Humphreys, and I approve this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast. All right. Man, thank, you thank you so much. Brother. I
1: appreciate it. Thank oh, you.
0: That was so good. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, no problem. Here's a, a shirt. Oh, appreciate it for you. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website www.definingmomentspod.com Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam and I prove this podcast.